There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. I would like to publicly thank many of you who have supported the podcast. We've had pretty good expenses this month with overages because I talked too long on here. So not only our monthly fee, but then we also did need a new laptop for travel. And so we're thankful that uh, some of you have sent in some money and uh, been a help to us. And the Lord has graciously provided this laptop for us. And we, some of you have paid the monthly bill several months. We certainly are thankful for that. And we just ask the Lord to continue to help us as we gain listeners and we gain folks that uh, follow as we travel this summer. We're going to let many folks know about the podcast, and so we're hoping to increase our daily listeners. I know we have several mothers that have told us they listen and have their children listen for not only homeschool, but chapel services, times of devotion. We have many commuters that listen. We have preachers that listen. We have other folks that tune in each and every day. Some of you out there are not saved. Some of you don't know the Lord. Some of you do not have that full assurance of faith. We ask the Lord to help you. And I pray this podcast is a blessing to you. I would like to announce that the Black Creek Baptist Church Youth Week starts this coming Sunday morning. And Brother Cliff Taylor will be there preaching. He's the moderator this year. It's my year off. We have a special choir director coming in this year. And he'll be a blessing and a help to us. Many, many preachers are traveling in. We'll kick off full bore on Monday morning, 11 o'clock. Our dear friend from uh, Eastern Tennessee, Brother Donnie Harvey, should be here and begin preaching. So if you would like to attend, let us know. We'll find a place for you to lodge, uh, give you meals each and every day. And we're just looking to see what the Lord is going to do in the Black Creek Baptist Church Youth Week. It's always been a blessing. It's always been a joy for us to be a part of that meeting. Today, I'm going to look at a different song. Psalm 52 is one of at least two fairly easily identifiable psalms that are prophesied about that man of sin. Now, I realize our series is on the Messianic Psalms, but right after David's repentance uh, comes Psalm 52, and he prophesies of that man of sin, that son of perdition, commonly reported as the Antichrist, although his name is not the Antichrist, uh, but he is Antichrist. That means he's against all that is Christ. He mimics everything Christ does. Only he does it in unholiness. He's not holy. He cannot be holy. He's a man of sin. And so we see that in Psalm 52. And it's written like this to the chief musician, Maskil, a psalm of David when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul and said unto him, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. And so David, speaking of that, prophesies in Psalm 52 of that matter as the Holy Ghost has given him utterance to prophesy. In 1 Samuel chapter 22, we see that uh, Doeg speaks then in verse 9. He speaks to Saul concerning this matter. But in 1 Samuel 21 and verse 7, it says, Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg an Edomite, the chiefest of the herdmen that belonged to Saul. And so this is one of Saul's choice servants. And he's there with David. 
And then we see over in chapter 22, in verse 9, that answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitab. And he inquired of the Lord for him, and gave him victuals, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitab, and all his father's house, the priests that were in Nob, and they came all of them to the king. And Saul said, Hear now, thou son of Ahitab. And he answered, Here am I, my lord. And Saul said unto him, Why have you conspired against me, thou and the son of Jesse, that thou gavest him the bread and a sword, and hast inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait as at this day? Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at thy bidding, and is honorable in thy house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor to all the house of my father, for thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. And the king said, Thou shalt surely die, Himelech, thou and all thy father's house. In verse 17, the king said unto thy footmen that stood about him, Turn and slay the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew when he fled, and did not show it to me. But the servants of the king would not put forth their hands to fall upon the priests of the Lord, and the king said to Doeg, turn thou and fall upon the priest. And Doeg the Edomite turned, and he fell upon the priest, and slew on that day fourscore and five persons that did wear a linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priest, smote he with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and sucklings, and oxen and asses, and sheep with the edge of the sword. And one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. And Abiathar showed David that Saul had slain the Lord's priests. And David said unto Abiathar, I knew at that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I have occasioned the death of all the persons of thy father's house. Abide thou with me, fear not, for he that seeketh my life seeketh thy life, but with me thou shalt be in safeguard." And so we see as the story unfolds, we see that David has gone to Abimelech. Abimelech has provided David with bread. He's given him that warm bread. We see also he gave him the, the sword of Goliath. There is no sword like that. He's looking out for David. David is the anointed of God. Uh, David is God's choice man. Saul has lost his kingdom. The Lord has taken the kingdom away from Saul. And Doeg the Edomite is there with David. He's detained of the Lord, before the Lord, rather, is what the Word of God says. And it's interesting, he's detained before the Lord. The Lord knows these things. The Lord speaks these things. This Word was laid before the foundations of the earth, and we know that according to the Word of God. And so these things must come to pass. And Doeg the Edomite is there. He goes and he tells Saul, and so Saul says to slay the priests, and the only one that's willing to do it is this Doeg, the Edomite. So when David prophesies in Psalm 52, he prophesies and he speaks of that man of sin and he relates that through his experience with Doeg, the Edomite. And we'll look at some similarities in the word of God concerning that prophecy when he says, why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? And there is no man under Saul mightier than Doeg the Edomite. He is a mighty man. He is Saul's mighty man. The goodness of God endureth continually. And so the priests of God fall under the goodness of God. They are God's servants. They are chosen of God. 
And yet Doag considered nothing to fall upon them because his master told him to fall upon him. I find that the illustration I'm going to use here is one of the things I've read and concerning the uh, trials, the Nuremberg trials and others in Nazi Germany, as the pre, as the priests, rather, as the Nazis uh, went to trial, the one thing they said is, I was just following orders. So as a man says, well, I'm just following orders, yet they were found guilty because their orders were against morality. And I'm talking about a generation that did believe in God, but they were also against the oracles of God, the principles of God, and yet they just said, well, I was just following orders. But how can you murder someone following orders? I'm not talking about warfare. I'm not talking about a battle. I'm talking about just cold-blooded murder of the Jews, the extermination of a people. And yet they say, I'm following orders. Well, that's what Doeg's excuse would be. I'm a servant to the king. I'm going to follow the king's orders. Joab was a bloodthirsty man. And Joab paid the price because Solomon had a man who followed his orders, but Solomon was the king, God's king. And when Solomon's man followed orders and slew people, including Joab, he did it with the authority of the king. Saul has no authority. Saul has no power here. Yet he has power over Doeg the Edomite because he's his chief of servant. He's over all the servants of Saul. So Doeg slays the Lord's priests in cold blood and the children and their, and their sucklings and the ox and the lambs. He's a cold-blooded murderer is what he is. And so we go on and we see here, he says, thy tongue deviseth mischiefs. He had to go tell. David said he was going to go tell. I knew that Doeg the Edomite was going to go tell Saul. And it's the context of what David is speaking here. So he knew that Doeg was going to tell all the things that he saw and all the things that he was going to report. They devise, thy tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Selah. And so we see that David, a righteous man fleeing from Saul, uh, comes under the assault of Saul is hiding from Saul. He goes to the place of, of bread, and he receives bread, receives a sword. There's a place of safety, a place of shelter, but Doeg the Edomite's not satisfied with that. And David tells the truth on him. He loves evil more than good. He was following evil. He chose to follow evil. There are people in this world, I say probably the majority of people, and I don't want to sound negative or pessimistic, but the majority of people choose to follow evil. They choose to not do good. You confront them with the word of God, and we've lost all morality in this modern society, and you can blame the entertainment complex, and you can blame the political complex, and you can blame a lot of factors. You can blame the world. You can blame the flesh. You can blame the devil, but men's hearts are given to do evil. There are men that love evil more than they love righteousness. They would rather murder than save life. They would rather kill than spare someone's life. Uh, they would rather sell drugs that kill people than they would to try to help people that are addicted to drugs, you know, because they have evil hearts. They have evil works. They have evil in their, and that's what Doeg is. He loves evil more than good and lying rather than to speak righteousness, Selah. Now, I'm going to pause there because I need to look at something else. Otherwise, it's going to kind of confuse you before tomorrow. But what we see here is he's speaking of another man in prophecy, and he is that man of sin. He's speaking of that son of perdition, and we'll see that in the Word of God because we're going to see some characteristics between the two, of Doeg the Edomite and that man of sin. And we see on this wise in Ezekiel 28, and we see in verse 1, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus. Now, there's two characters in this chapter of Ezekiel 28. There's a prince and there's a king, and they're different. 
And the king is an absolute with most people. They don't understand the prince. Who's the prince? He's the son of the king. And so he says, thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God. And who does that? People that hold lives in their hands. They say, I am a God. They choose who dies. They choose who lives. They say, I am a God. They make those decisions. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. I would say to you, Doag even thought he was doing good. He thought he was doing right because he had set his heart as a man to do good. But yet what his good was, was evil. What his evil was, was vile before God. But he considered himself to be doing right. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can hide from thee. With thy wisdom, with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasures. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic, thou hast thou increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. Thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Wilt thou yet say before him that slayeth thee, I am God? But thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken, it saith the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation against the king of Tyrus. So we see both prophecies in the word of God. And we see that man of sin revealed. He'll sit in the seat of God. He'll act as though he is God. He will tell people he is God. They will worship him as God. Now let's look at the rest of this text to get a little bit more understanding why I cross-reference Ezekiel 28. He says in verse 4, Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, and here's the word of God says, This is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. So he tells us in verse seven, this man trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. Is that not the beast? Is that not the beast of the book of Revelation? Is that not the beast upon which that whore of the earth, mystery of Babylon, great the mother of harlots, is that not the beast upon which she rides? And he said on this wise, the beast was taken, Revelation 19, 20, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he had deceived them and had received the mark of the beast. And then that worshiped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. That's what Ezekiel prophesied of those that go down into the pit. And we see that in verse 10 of Revelation 20. 
And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And so again, it's not just a typology, it's not just a picture. David, the prophet, is speaking here of that man of sin. He's using his experience with Doeg the Edomite, that man of sin, that vile man, that vile person, that wicked one who set his heart to do evil. Even though he's following the instruction of Saul, he cannot see that Saul is not under the hand of God. Saul himself is evil. And yet Doag is going to do the work that Saul commands him to do, and he does it lustily, and he does it heartily. I would say he probably does it with joy. So we see that Doeg's tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. And by the way, that's a mark of an evil person. God hates discord. He hates he that soweth discord among the brethren. And people say, oh, I was just telling the truth, but so many times it's discord. The truth can still be discord. Why? Because it's used maliciously. It's used like a razor. It's used to cut. It's used to damage. It's used to willfully hurt. And so often discord is sown under the guise of truth, yet the malice behind it, the, the motive behind it is what Doag was facing here. He's an evil man. He's a godless man. And he goes and he tells Saul exactly what David has done, and David prophesies of him. But when he prophesies of him, we see parallels with that man of sin, that son of perdition, Ezekiel 28. We call him Antichrist in the New Testament. The apostle Paul said of him, he's the son of perdition, that man of sin, that wicked, capital W, shall be revealed. And so again, the characteristics are there. The prophecy is there. I believe it's very clear. I hope you see that. It's not messianic concerning Jesus Christ, but it's messianic and that it must come to pass so that Jesus Christ can come and establish his kingdom on this earth. There will be no ruling and reigning with Christ until that man of sin be revealed. And that's what through his own experience, I believe David is prophesying here concerning Doeg the Edomite. I hope this has been a help to you. I hope it's been edifying. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the
glory to 